And the theme this year was um, to be fearless. And 1 Timothy 1.7 was um, the verse of the year. And so um, I'm sure they could all quote that to you as well. Um, but I really wanted to share two, tes- two personal testimonies um, that, that happened. And this is glory to God. Nothing, nothing for me or anything like that. But um, I was working on a Friday delivering sandwiches at Quick Chip, how I do, and donuts. And it's great because I get that car time with some radio or podcast and um, get to just commune with, with the Lord by myself as I'm joyfully giving away donuts and things like that. So it's great. I really enjoy Fridays. And so um, he had been speaking to me all day, um, but right when I put the car in park after I was done that day, something clicked, and, um, and his presence just fell on me. And I never have uh, received a word so early and so clearly um, in and it was for soul in the city. And this was months before um, we were there in April, April is when, when he gave that to me. So I was, I was really just um, getting to marinate in this concept of, of the concept of God loves us. He loves you. And, and people just say that. But come on, really? Like, does he love me? It, it's so difficult sometimes. I'm, I am imperfect and... And I just, I know he loves me, but I, I don't, like, feel it sometimes, or I don't uh, believe it. That's where the enemy gets you. So I'd like to read a scripture real quickly. First John 4, 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God has loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So the first part of this was, was God loves us. And I, I got an opportunity. I thought it was for the kids that I was going to be able to give this message to. So the whole message was geared and prepared for the, the youth. And I get there and I realize that it's, it's not the youth that it's for because I was told that I'm preaching it. They call it street church. And this is... Um, a lot of homeless people and people that are seemingly quite lost, but the Lord loves the broken and the weary. So uh, transition that concept. I mean, God loves them too, so it wasn't very hard to switch gears. And so um, I got to bring this message that God loves you. And, and, and it's hard to realize that when you're, when you're a sinner, when you've been through hard things, it's hard to, to reckon, well, God, can God really love me? Of all I've done, can he really love me? And I got to share a, a story from a comedian. His name is Ken Davis. He's on um, Netflix. So if you want to look him up, he's a great comedian, Christian comedian. And the story goes is he's got some grandchildren, and he shows some pictures, and it's it's all sweet and touching. And um, he's just kind of saying how his grandkids are really weird. And uh, so he takes them hiking. And they've got their campsite, and he says, come on, boys, let's go get um, the wood and the, the little um, 
granddaughter of his is like, I want to come too and be with grandpa. And so she comes along and um, grandpa says, no, go stay with your grandmother. We're going off to get big pieces of wood. And so um, she starts walking back and um, just decides to go anyway. So she goes and follows and um, they're long since gone and she walks and walks and walks. And then they get back with the firewood to the campsite and, and she's gone. And and he goes on to describe the feeling and, and, and what happened. It was three and a half hours. And he says, at one hour you feel this, two hours you feel this, and three hours uh, you just don't know what to think. And, and you're broken and he's crying out to God. And he goes down by the swamp and, and he looks in the river and can't find her. And he's just saying, Lord, take, take me, not, not her. And... Um, just a beautiful story. So what happened was, um, so he's stuck in the swamp, and um, the rescue team come out, and, um, you know, kids take the easy path. So they start uh, a mile up and then go down towards the river because um, they don't walk uphill. They walk downhill. So um, they're searching and searching and searching, and and so finally the little girl realizes Maybe, maybe she's sitting there crying, and um, and a, a husband and wife come up, and, um, and this lady says, "Hmm, I don't, I don't think this looks right." Um, and she walks up, "Are you, are you okay? Are you lost?" And she goes like this, <laughs> "I cannot talk to you. You are a stranger." <laughs> but, but this was no ordinary lady. She was a a teacher. Thus, recognizing the lost child alone, this is probably not a normal scene. So she says, well, I'm not a stranger. I am a teacher. And she says, well, okay then. I will. My, my grandpa is lost. I cannot find her. And, and so they, they ended up bringing her down, and they found her. And um, she ended up going three miles straight up the mountain, a mile and a half further than where they had started searching. And he just says, I, I got weird kids. So, <laughs> so, so that's his story, and it's a beautiful picture of, of how God loves us. And, and we're just this, this kid. How, how can you not love that? How, I, I know that some of you guys are parents, and, um, and you really recognize that. And you just love your child. And that's what God is to us as a father. And, and I've, I'm going to be a father in December, and I'm really excited. And um, everybody tells me, thank you. <laughs> thank Lauren, not me. Thank, <laughs> it's really not me. Um, it, it's really neat feeling him. And I'm already starting to feel this love, but everyone tells me you, you, you don't know yet. So uh, that's what I keep hearing anyway. So I'm really excited. Um, in this concept of a father, God is our father. God loves us as a child to a father, and, and, and he just loves us no matter what. And so I remember when I was a kid, uh, my dad would go out and mow the lawn and just mow the backyard, mow the front yard, maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, I just loved going outside playing on the swings and running around outside just to be with him, just to be in the same proximity and watch him. And, and then I opened up my own lawn business, and 
I really enjoy working really hard, I think, because I saw that in him. And, and so it's, it's just neat. You just want to be with your father when you love him and when you know he loves you as well. So um, this, is, this is the first point that God loves us, and, and that is key and essential to recognize and understand for us as a body um, before we go anywhere else, before we do anything else, that that is it. So, First um, Corinthians thirteen six says, "Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth." And and one key thing, um, this is a really broad picture. I'm really zooming out. I could talk a lot about this topic, of course, but um, to give you a general overview of of what our focus is this year and what happened in Seoul in the city, where we're zooming out, and so um, this the scripture says, "Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth." And real love demands truth. And in life, we we tend to give a little and take a little, maybe a little bit not truth. But I I think this is love, but it's not real love because it's not truth, you know. And that, and that's something to um, to really grasp as well. So real love demonstrates one hundred percent truth all the time. And the second testimony from Seoul in the city was really amazing because, um, again, not not glory to me or, or anything that was said, but um, the message preached was given to the street church, but the kids were there on the side. And um, one of the leaders later, a few days later, came up to me, and I was just kind of standing against the wall, and he's just pacing back and forth, didn't know what to say, didn't know how to say it, and um, he ends up just stumbling over his words, expressing, saying, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I believed, like, he was the one that put together our devotions every morning for Soul in the City. He was that guy. And he he grew up in the Lord and, and loved the Lord, but there was always that that 1%. I've always been 99% sure, and and I, I don't, I don't know how to say it. He, I, I, when I saw you preaching, when I, when I heard that message, God spoke to me, and that one percent is gone. This has changed my life. I'm a hundred percent. Like, I, I see Christ, and and I'm, I'm not ninety nine percent. So that was the second testimony. Just amazing. Like, preaching to the, the street church, and it impacted the kids as well because God does that, and. And so, glory to God on that. The second is, we ought to love one another. And before I get into that, I'm getting some water. So, soul in the city, we, we like I say, we did not know all of the people, but it was just amazing. I called it a love magnet. When when we arrived, it was you wanted to be there. You you wanted to hang out with these people and um, and this church that hosted us. They really did a great job of um, hosting us and serving us. Every probably about seventy five percent of the congregation at least was involved in some way, whether it was prayer, serving breakfast at five in the morning, or or lunch or dinner or something like that and preaching and making copies it it took a lot drivers yeah we had a lot of drivers letting people letting us stinky people go to their house and shower at their house so we we did a lot of that too 
Um, but it was just a love magnet, so great. John thirteen thirty four says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And then Ephesians 4 is our scripture for the year, like I say. And, and I want to highlight this one part. Um, it says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives. And when I think of many captives, um, I'm, I'm just thinking of how our, our sinful nature is captivated. And later on today, we're going to be able to do baptisms and, and celebrate with a couple of the kids to celebrate the end of their sinful nature in their life in Christ, which is a common theme in Ephesians, is your identity in Christ and, and, and turning away from the world and identifying with Christ. It's not what you do that says who you are. It's your identity is in Christ. And, and I, I really want to lay a ground layer of, of Christ, of God. He loves us. He is our new identity. He shapes us. He shapes our hearts. And then from that it says, and he gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. And there are many more people, many more gifts um, located in other parts of Scripture. Um, but he gave these people to equip his people for works of service, that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So verse 8 says, uh, when he ascended, he gave gifts to his people. And, and I wanted to go through some of these gifts. God sent his Son. That's his gift to us. And, and Christ came. He was buried. He rose again. He ascended on high. He's in heaven. What is he doing now? And, and Christ's ministry is the church, and he just loves his church. He loves you guys. His, that's, what, that's what he's about. He, he loves us. He came and gave and died to show you love. And, and since our identity is in Christ, we, we love what he loves. We, we walk in his paths. And so we love the church. That's the theme of the year is love the church. But the ground layer being God loves you. That, and, and that's a fruit of something that God gave us. It's him first. And so um, another, the son's gift was a path to a relationship with the father. That's what he gave us. And we get to walk in that path in communion and in fellowship with this, this idea of a father. And um, I just am continually reminded what, what an amazing title that is. I'm about to be a father. That's that's almost a sacred title, and, and I take that very seriously. The Holy Spirit was given to us when Christ left so that, so that we might walk in his leading. Um, you know, other, everybody, so to speak, has a conscience. They generally know what's right and wrong, but the ministry of the Spirit for us is more. It, so it, everyone has a conscience. But the ministry of the Spirit is a narrow path. And, 
And this is what we walk in. We're not good enough. We don't. The enemy of best is good. You know, that's not what we're after. We're, we're after this ministry that the Spirit has for us, that fine-tunes us, that the narrow pathway that we walk in. And the gift that the Holy Spirit gave us was the Word of God. And, and that's the direction. The, the Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And this is the narrow path. And this is a gift. The Holy Spirit gave us the Word of God to study it and know it. And, and as Lydia pointed out in one of our earlier um, talks at ba- basic, God gave us people. He gave us each other. And, and it's not that you guys can do great things. Yes, you can, but you yourself are a gift. Not what you do, but you are a gift. And I want you guys to know that. I want all of, all of the basic kids, I want to know that you guys are a treasure. And it's not what you do. It's not the grades you make, but you in and of yourself, you're a treasure because your identity is in Christ. You, you're little Christians. That's what we are. We're little Christs. That, that's it. And, and so I want, I want to encourage you guys. You, you guys are a gift. Um, so just know that. And so the result of this, the, the, once we understand that God loved us, once we understand that, that we are a gift to each other, that we can build each other up, there's some several results that that it just stated. One was service, doing things. Love does. That's a book that we might be studying in our house church. But love does. It involves itself. When you're in a hurry, it steps outside of that hurry, and, and it involves itself. So it, it's not intrinsically seeking, but it, it's external. It's, it's giving. It's not about us, but it's about others and seeing others more highly than ourselves. It it does things when when it's not practical. Um, it does irrational things sometimes. You know, we're we're called to live a, a life full of wisdom, but sometimes love is not practical, and and we just do it, and it's so great. and And that's what people see, and they say, "Why, why did you do that? Or why would you even want to do that?" Kind of like our backpacking trip. Why would you want to do that? That's great. Uh, um, number two, unity in the faith. We, that's one thing we achieve is unity. Number three, knowledge of the Son of God. Number four, maturity. Number five, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. What? I don't even. I don't even know if there is a fullness of Christ. How can you ever be full? This the song we sang earlier. It says, "If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking." And the Lord gave me a vision on the ski trip. We're just sinking. In a never-ending lotion, uh, ocean, not lotion, ocean <laughs> of, of God's love. It's never-ending. We're, we're just a, in a life of sinking into his love deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're never going to reach the bottom. But it says we, we can attain the full measure of Christ. Wow, what a concept. And, and the obvious scripture that comes to mind is in him there is life and life to the full. So I'll leave you with that today. And... Um, hopefully this encourages you to um, just have a, a spirit of unity. I ask you to, to join us in that uh, love the church concept. We're really going to be focusing on that this year and um, even have geared some of our um, events towards that. And we'll be revealing those to you later on, uh, one of which I'll give you a little hint will be we're bringing back the harvest party. Uh, we'll be talking to the 
house church leaders. And, and what this is, is normally it's pretty evangelistic. But like I say, it's sometimes we grasp for the fruit before the fruit's developed. Does that make sense? Like our, our sign out there says you're now entering your mission field, but this is our mission field as well. Like we need to love each other before we can love others. And yes, we're ascending church. We love missionaries. We're so grateful. We love, we love gathering and reaping the crop, you know, gathering the people. But before that, we need to be unified. And, and before that, we, we can't just grab the fruit before it's developed, if you know what I mean. Um, how, I want to make sure I'm expressing that well. So how can I love you guys if I do not love my wife first, right? We, we have to love our neighbor, but if I can't love those closest to me, and then I'm trying to love those at work, and then they see all this love, and then they look at my life, and they recognize that oh, there's nothing there. It's, it's fake. We can't be like that. It's, it comes from us out. So the concept is, is loving each other. So what I mean by the harvest party is it's going to be for us. I really want to gear it so that we can have a good time together and, and do fun activities. And, yeah, we'll, we'll have people. You guys are welcome to invite people, but I, I would like the, um, the people invited that you have a personal relationship with them already, and that's kind of your goal, and you are facilitating them into this. And we'll, we'll talk more on that later. But that's really the idea is that we can have fun together. Um, after, afterwards, we get to eat a meal together, and I'm really excited about that. So um, let's prepare our hearts for some prayer as Brian comes up. We'll, we'll do a little bit of a prayer um, and, and just trust God in these situations.